All right, guys, it's about that time. Chris Brooks here. Oh, now, what is today? Is it Tuesday morning? Yeah, Tuesday morning edition of the Rebels 247 podcast. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a good morning wherever you are. Of course, this is part of the 247 Sports Network and inside the Rebels. And we are already May the 10th here. I'm looking at the calendar. May the 10th. Where has this year gone? Crazy. May 10th. That means, all right, so what are we looking at here? From May the 10th, what do we have to get through this summer in order to get to football season? I mean, it can't be that bad. So let's say, let's go. And look, it's not like it's a terrible thing. Everybody needs a vacation. You can kind of take the summer easy, but we're looking at getting through May here, which college baseball hopefully will keep us busy. I like Major League Baseball. I mean, I'm in the minority there. There's not a ton of you that that get into that. But I'll watch it, and I will watch the NBA playoffs as long as the Boston Celtics are in it. That's my team. Don't watch it religiously, but, I mean, I'm going to watch it. So as long as they're playing, we get to the postseason, I'll watch it. So that's going to carry me through May. Then I'm looking at June and July. Now, look, midway through July, maybe not even midway. I mean, you're going to start practice as soon as August rolls around. All right, once practice starts and everything starts hopping again. I mean, you don't have the games yet, but, you know, high school football's out there. College football's out there. We're talking NFL. You just have to get through June and July. Two months out of the calendar. But we'll find plenty to talk about to get through it. Look, you could almost, I don't, you're not going to break down each position every week. I mean, by then, how many times can you look at the, the two deep? I mean, I'm, I like to do the depth chart once, but I'm not, I'm not going to do a depth chart every day. Uh, that's not going to happen. I'd rather sit here and talk about a Marvel movie than, than that, which I did do that this weekend. I went and watched Doctor Strange on Sunday. I uh, took the whole family out there. That's kind of a thing for us. You know, the the at least the timeline for my kids. If you don't know my uh, my wife Jennifer, uh Jennifer's awesome. She's very organized. I'm not that guy, but she's very organized. And we had a plan to have these kids 2 years apart. And like that's what they she did. I there are eighth grade, 10th grade, 12th grade at Northwest Rankin. So got that done, but they came along right around Marvel started up. And some of you, if you're my age, I'm mid forties, you know, I grew up watching those cartoons and watching that stuff. So that was a big deal when that came back around and they decided to do the Marvel movies. I mean, Connor, Caleb camo, that was in their wheelhouse of maybe three, four, five, six years old. And that was in their wheelhouse. Like, love those movies. So we uh, we have always gone to all of those movies, as long as they've been here. If there's a Marvel movie that comes out, like, we, we don't go to the theater much, but we're going for that. If there's a Spider-Man movie or whatever, Iron Man movies, whatever comes out Marvel, we go. So I watched that Saturday, and it was okay. It's different. It was a little different. I mean, I could do the full movie review here, but I don't want to do that for 15 minutes. There's not a ton of Ole Miss going on right now, at least not on a Tuesday, Wednesday. But there's some, and there's some recruiting news out there. You know, I'm seeing some stuff on social media with Arch Manning, and I don't want to dive deep into that. 
And, and I'd give credit where I saw it. I just, honestly, I cannot remember where I saw this. I just saw it on social media being referenced and something that he did not mention Ole Miss in some latest stuff. I don't know if I get that wrong. Y'all can, you don't, don't crucify me that he did not mention Ole Miss. At least this is a, a tweeter, somebody referencing that he, he didn't drop it in there, or maybe the writer didn't mention Ole Miss. They'd mention Alabama, Georgia, Texas. And look, I'm just going to go ahead and we've tried to do this now for a while. And I would never say never on anything. I'd, I would be shocked if he ends up at Ole Miss. And I don't want to go into the details of why that is because I do not know what they are. I know conjecture. I know speculation. And I could probably get, you know, generally close, maybe in the vicinity of some reasoning and rationale for, for him making decisions here. But I don't think he's going to be at Ole Miss. So I don't think Ole Miss fans need to, you know, be deep into that one. Not like when when Peyton went to Tennessee. Some of you remember that. I I vividly remember Peyton choosing Tennessee. And that was a painful day. But that's different than this. Peyton was a guy that was coming up. He's hey, he's quoting play by play of of famous Ole Miss games, right? You know, he's got Ole Miss all over the walls. He's hardcore Ole Miss historian. And, like, he grew up as that guy. The problem with the Peyton Manning thing, Ole Miss failed him. When it was his turn to come to Ole Miss, Ole Miss was not in a place where it was a viable option. Uh, that's not a Peyton Manning problem. That was an Ole Miss problem. But still, you know, people were hopeful that he would choose it anyway just because he grew up a, such a huge fan. When that didn't happen, that stung. Uh, I am not setting you guys up for that again this time. Not setting myself up for that this time. Now, I do think Lane Kiffin, will, he'll get a good quarterback in there. Uh, he'll get a very good quarterback. He'll probably get something close to what Arch Manning is or will be. So at the end of the day, I don't think it will make a, a huge difference as long as he's bringing in talented people to put under center. Uh, but for personal reasons, yeah, that one's going to sting a little bit. But that's just what's out there. And it's been out there for not just today, not weeks. I mean, we're talking months. It's been out there for a long time. Do not expect that to happen. I don't know if I buy the Texas stuff or not. I mean, yeah, I've heard it. I've seen it. I've read it. And I just, I don't know if, I don't know if I buy it just because they've been so bad. There are lots of negatives to Texas. But if we're going to be fair here, take off red and blue glasses, there are a lot of positives. Like Texas is so much potential. And if this is somebody that wants to build something, kind of like what Kirby Smart did at Georgia and they got there, do something nobody's done. I mean, Texas has been down a while. So, yeah, I could buy it. The state is, is huge. He could be a big deal. He could make his own legacy. I get all that. So maybe if you go to Alabama, you're kind of doing what all the other quarterbacks do and you're surrounded by talent. And Yeah, you make your own name, but it's a little different. Georgia just won it. So maybe you don't want to just jump on somebody's coattails and follow them. So um, I can buy some of Texas, but nowhere he goes, it's going to be a, just a perfect fit. But again, I don't know what, what all his decision-making is. Um, I, don't, I don't think it's happening at Ole Miss. And people should be prepared and know that you're going to get another good one. And look, not to mention, no matter who they put under center, I'd be surprised if they don't get good play just because of the coaching. 
when you have Lane Kiffin there, you have a good offensive system. He's he's proven everywhere he's been, they've put up big numbers. So I don't think that's going to be an issue. Um, now, in terms of what's going on in Ole Miss today, I'm not going to like over-dramatize things, whether it be recruiting or games or whatever. Um, there's not a, a ton that's going on. Like if you looked at the calendar right now for Ole Miss, I mean, there's a big blank on it for for today. I mean, you have women's golf that's in action, but no softball, no baseball. There's a big day tomorrow with the baseball. We'll probably save that for tomorrow with a, the baseball team headed to Southern Miss and what could be a, a pretty big game when you get to the end of the year. But you have that going on in the LSU weekend. Uh, but But that's it. And then as far as looking ahead to football season, I got this question yesterday, and I'll dive into it a little bit more. We put that Jalen Robinson news up yesterday. And again, that's not anything that's earth-shattering. I do think when he visited, they had a very good vibe that he was coming here. Then he goes to Tennessee to visit, and that changes things potentially. So we'll see what happens. But there's still some optimism there. Some of the names just the top of my head that I heard, I think the coaches that they liked the players maybe more than some fans think. You know, the thought is Mingo's going to come back healthy. And I'm pulling for Jonathan. That's a, a hometown guy here from the metro area. I think they've liked what they've seen out of Jordan Watkins. He'll catch a whole lot of footballs this year. I've heard J.J. Henry's name come up several times and like, hey, this is somebody that's been impressive and they think could make a jump. Uh, there are guys there, Malik Heath and Deion Smith coming in. I mean, there's there's eight, nine, ten guys that I think will be good. Rafe Vinson, I I do believe that they like him a lot and that he's been productive in practice and he'll contribute. So I don't think that position is in a bind. However, somebody like Jalen Robinson coming in potentially could be a difference maker for him. You know, you add a, another slot guy, and look, Lane Kiffin's had a ton of success with those kind of guys. Look what just happened with Elijah Moore. You put up monster numbers and you slot that guy into the same position and say, hey, we're going to do this with you. Same thing we did for him. And look at what he did here. Now what he's doing in the NFL. That's that's a good sell. That's a good sell. And maybe that one works. But I don't think they're in a, a position where wide receiver is a problem. I, I just don't think that. I don't think wide receiver is a problem, at least not as much as maybe some other people do. I think they'll get good production out of that position. I think they have talent there. Um, but that's the kind of big one you're waiting on, other than the the Dante Dowdell news on Friday, and we'll see where that one heads. But they do need to get the ball rolling some here on 2023 recruiting. And, of course, Jalen Robinson will be coming in now. Dowdell is for 23. But they need to get the ball rolling there. And they're not taking many Mississippi guys, but if you're going to try to do the cream of the crop thing, you you need to get that ball rolling a little bit. Um, Sunterine Perkins is already in. Aiden Williams is still sitting out there, but maybe if you could convince four or five or six of these guys, hey, come together, play together here, and do something, that, that never hurts. In my experience from watching that, uh, that's never a bad thing. But if you could get Dowdell to pull the trigger, then if you could get Aiden Williams to pull the trigger, okay, now you've just snatched up three of the top five in Mississippi, in my opinion, with shots at you know three or four other guys that they are on pretty heavy. But that that does need to, to get started in the summer. You want to do that before the season because a lot of these guys, even the ones that are waiting, 
I've heard from several of these high school kids, at least the the high profile guys, they would like to get things done before senior seasons so they can just play football. And look, there's this aspect too. Now with recent rule changes and look, the NCAA laughably coming in now, did y'all see this where they produce some legislation and, or they sent a strongly worded message to schools about the enforcement and some of that could be retroactive. If boosters or groups are enticing players to come to schools due to NIL money, they're, the players are going to have to answer. A, it's so nonsensical, it's laughable. And I don't know if maybe they're just checking that box to say, hey, we did that, we warned them. Uh, that institution, as far as it pertains to football, is about over. Like, there will be no enforcement. It's It's ridiculous on a lot of levels for one it's impossible like how are you allowing players to be paid by these groups but then you're going to come back and try to prove that a school used coming to play football here as an enticement and the money to get them there I mean, it's laughable it's not going to happen it i don't even know what that was other than like i said maybe a check the box kind of thing just hey we did what we could but that's going nowhere but some of these guys with the recent changes, they can go ahead and start being paid. And after they verbally committed. So for those guys, maybe, and look, and some of those rules, I'm still catching up on myself, but that's at least my understanding now. After you verbally committed, you can enter into a contract. So maybe you want some money for your senior year. I mean, sometimes this stuff is common sense. Think back to when you were 17, 18 years old, you're starting your senior year. Would you like some money in your pocket before the season gets started? Of course you would. If that's an option, of course you would. So we'll see where some of those decisions fall uh, this week. And who knows what pops this uh, today in, in terms of recruiting. You never know. New offers go out every day. Kids are publishing their own content on social media. I mean, you never know what's going to pop. I do want to give a congratulations to Hunter Elliott. Went out this week, and like I've mentioned Hunter several times here, he's a SEC co-freshman of the week. Uh, I think that dude, I don't want to put Doug Nikhazy on him. He's that kind of pitcher, though. I mean, it's it's not fair not to. I don't want to put it on him, but it's not fair not to make that comparison. Like, he is that kind of a talent. And I believe he's going to have a great career at Ole Miss. He's had a great freshman season. If you go back and compare his numbers – two other freshmen that have come through here, Hunter stacks up with just about everybody. I mean, look at Doug's numbers. Look at look at Hogland's numbers. His numbers are way better than Hogland. Looks a lot like what Nick Hazy did. He will have a great career at Ole Miss before he's done. And I was happy to see him, you know, be recognized for what he did against Missouri. I mean, he threw the ball great. He's, I think he's been really good all year, and, and they needed it. If they're going to make a run here at the end, they really needed him to do that. But congratulations to Hunter Elliott, your SEC co-freshman of the week. All right, guys, that's going to do it for a Tuesday edition here. Make sure you have a great day. Enjoy yourself. Get some work done. Thanks for listening to the Rebels 247 podcast, part of the 247 Sports Network here at Inside the Rebels. Always appreciate you guys. Have a great day. And we'll talk to you tomorrow.